Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Rookies and Rockstars. Rookies and Rockstars. It is indeed time for Rookies and Rockstars. It is a beautiful um, Wednesday morning. I almost said Friday morning. I guess I'm in a hurry for Friday. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm hanging out with Jade today on Rookies on Rockstars. It has been an awesome week for me. Jade is still prepping and she's looking so hot with her baby boop. Okay, she's going to kill me. Baby bump. <laughs> and today we're going to have an awesome show. Today we have a guest by the name of Nomdeni. Okay. Hi guys. Welcome to the Wednesday Rookies and Rockstars. I am so excited to be back. It's Wednesday, our favorite day. Miss Prue and I are doing life with you, obviously. So many, so many, so many things to do life that are, that are part of this life that we live every day. But there's just, we want to kind of highlight not just the good, but obviously just talk around things that are real, talk around things that are going to be helpful for you in your journey wherever you are. We had such an interesting, I was so fascinated last week by the whole chat around debt and like how people are so ripped off in this country. Like I'm not, I, I was, I'm not one for debt. I hate it, but just I, I, I can imagine people who act, actually have no choice but to be in debt. And then you get into such an extensive amount of debt that suddenly it overwhelms you. The, the banks are after you, the non-banks. It's, it was very interesting, and I did share the podcast off our Facebook page, and it is also on cliffcentral.com, Wednesday's shows, Rookies and Rockstars, so you can download that podcast if that is you, and also obviously recapping around that constitutional kids that Leanne Flack is, is busy trying to flout all over the country, which is so awesome for our kids and our youth, but we are back, and it's a little bit more of a uh, lighter, more encouraging topics and themes that we're going through today, but before that... I just wanted to ask you, Miss Prue, what's your opinion on what people share on Facebook? I've just been mm-hmm. so so. We had this whole digital meeting, and we had like a seminar around like content and Facebook and everything mm-hmm. going on with brands and people and even celebs, you know. And Facebook's one of, is obviously the largest, the on biggest. The, uh, but if you th- what what's what's super 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 amazing about Facebook is that. It doesn't have to generate its own content. People do it for them, <coughs> right? But sometimes, I mean, I go onto Facebook and I look at what people have time to share. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yesterday, classic example, someone shared a post about whether you want your toilet paper on the outside of the roll or the inside of the roll. Where do people get And time? how many likes did it get? A whole lot, I'm sure. Because I've seen a whole lot of people on Facebook um, posting stuff like, um, my boyfriend dumped me today. And they'd get like a hundred comments and a hundred plus likes. And it's something that's very personal. Yeah, but I just, I don't get it. I, I don't mind the personal stuff. Fine. Uh-huh. If you want to have your personal life all over, splashed over Facebook, fine. But this random crap. Like what, what are people doing? And I guarantee you the people who are sharing how you want your toilet roll displayed in your toilet are nowhere. Mm-hmm. But social media is one of those things, one of those platforms where people can vent out. People can talk about what's happening at that current moment and the things that they feel and they want to share with people. I guess it's instant. That's what people want to talk about with people that they don't know. Share their yeah, opinion with that. people that you, they don't you, know. But, but I get that. But mm-hmm. if you, that's different. If you're saying, I'm 
all for this whole gay movement in America. Cool. If you're saying, did Madiba sell us out? 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's at least got some substance. Okay. And maybe it I'm is not- an opinion thing, but toilet paper. <laughs> I guess people go through different experiences at different times. Oh, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so, so. One of the things that obviously fascinates Miss Prue and I, especially because Miss Prue is on the celeb scene herself, the DJ, the the, the maze balls DJ. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that fascinates me in in this country is, is how celebrities are managed, and I, it's it's always fascinated me. It'll continue to fascinate me. I'll probably even go into that field one day because I just mm-hmm. think that if you take Rihanna for example, I mean people expect her. To have class, to have style, to have culture, to have breeding, to have all these things. She was a girl from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z found her. He made her famous with Umbrella. Now she's famous. She hasn't got any of those things. Mm. She is rough. Like, have you seen her Twitter? Look, I think that's the image that she wants to put out there. But I think our guest today will let us know exactly. a whole lot about um, the whole image thing, the whole how to keep yourself in the game and everything else with, to do with branding as an artist. Exactly. So so we are welcoming the Managing Director of Edits Communications, Nomdeni Mdaki. Sorry. I almost had it. I did Nomdeni so well. There. You're almost there. Welcome. Thank you, guys. It's so awesome to have you here. And I think, as I said um, to Ms. Prue, when we, when we were kind of chatting around, you know, PR in this country in general and then PR with celebs and that kind of environment it's a pretty challenging time you know because they're all doing such crazy stuff some are some aren't mm. what before we even go down who you manage or how you manage them or, or what you do what was it that made you want to focus in the pr industry before you even chose to dissect yourself further into celebs okay so <clears throat> Our business is diverse, so entertainers are one of the division in terms of uh, who we take care of in the business. However, I ended up in uh, the celebrity space, and I think I've explored so much. Like, I literally this year decided to focus on branding and PR because I'm a marketing graduate. So um, I've always been fascinated by perception, how it's crafted, because it's not just celebrities. There's even in the products that we buy. How do you end up buying one product over the other? How do you end up falling in love? with one celebrity over the other it's all perception everything is well thought out everything is planned everything has to be in place and yes like any other product uh, an fmcg brand sometimes things go wrong and you know you always have to plan ahead you always have to find ways to to bring people back in and to sort of go back into this whole idea or perception that you want to build around the brand so for me I'm, without even going into the past, when it comes to things like that, I always say when I have uh, a consultation with someone who wants me to work with them, whether it's a uh, corporate brand or whether it's a personal brand or a celebrity, the first thing for me is really about where do you want to see yourself uh what do you want people to be saying about you when you're dead? You know, so I, I literally always say, you're 96, you're in bed. What do you want people to be saying about you? Because for me, I believe that brands are built from the inside out. I'm not one to sort of go after opportunities that exist in the market versus creating uh, what you are and selling that so that we then create opportunities around that. So, for instance, a perfect example would be DJ Zinte, who I've been working with since 2009. And uh, I mean, 
outside that, we've been friends for about 17 years now. We literally grew up together. So when we needed to solidify, um, a statement and build a statement around her brand and really pick, um, positioning in people's minds, we had to investigate what we're passionate about or what she's passionate about. And um, at the time, I mean, there's always been people around uh, female empowerment and, and all of those things. It's been happening. It's been around. But we still managed to find a way to solidify her brand around female empowerment when you think Zintle, you think females. It even boils down to decisions that actually sometimes make you lose money because the point is you want to solidify the perception. I can tell you we own the school together, the DJing Academy, and from the beginning we understood that if we're going to do females only, it's going to hit our bottom line, right? But we always understood also that this is a passion-driven uh, project and it will also help to solidify her presence within the female space. So for me, perception is fun. I don't want to say mm. I love playing games, but perception is fun. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, think, I think you are right around how it can be – with, it's with people – or celebrities as well as with brands. I mean, I, I play in the brand space and still one of my most, I'm fascinated by one FMCG that has absolutely conquered the perception of women. Uh, well, they've, they've managed to pique the interest of women's perceptions of one little white bar of soap and that's Dove. And even if you looked at the recent video that they did where they had a doorway and you could walk through, I'm average or I'm beautiful. Women still stopped outside the door and they were like, jeepers, which, which one, one do I, I choose? Yeah. And, mm. and isn't that, I mean, I, I've never in my life, like one bar, okay, now they've got all the line extensions yeah. and shampoos and whatever else they've gone into, but they have nailed it. Yeah. They have nailed it. And, and, it, and it's, it really comes down to one insight of, I want to feel beautiful. I can feel beautiful in my own skin. Yeah. Mm. And yet, when I look around, Omdeni, and I don't know, you can cl- you can clarify this and give your your take on it. I just don't feel that the South African celebrities are being managed as brands, if they're being managed at all. So some of them don't even have management, and you can tell. You can tell that Gareth had a manager since day dot, because. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, luckily he's naturally cultured and he has breeding and he's got wonderful parents and all those things. But look at other people, and I'm not going to mention the people that I think don't have because I'm in no position yeah. to be judging them. But <clears throat> what's, why do you think they opt not to have management? You know, the, the, the first thing is number one, we don't have the school of management. Right. Yeah. We don't have somewhere where you mm. go where you're like, okay, I want to manage artists. This is where I'm going to go and learn how to manage artists. A lot of artists coming into the industry and <clears throat> I'm going to speak largely to uh, the black community and the black market. They come up and they are talented and they know that they want to be successful with, in whichever way success is defined. And they try and build a relationship with someone who would manage their career based on trust. Literally, I was at a Fuse workshop this weekend, and as soon as those girls graduate, the first thing they ask is, should I get management? But how do you answer that? Where do you go? Mm. Who do you talk to? How do, how do you choose? You know? So culturally, just as a country, we don't have people who know how to manage talent. 
And the thing about managing talent, I was talking to a friend of mine who's actually an MD at at an agency, and we have a lot of conversations around creatives, and it's the same thing. Try and manage Mm. a creative at at an ad agency. Those people are stuck in a world that allows them to do great things, and Mm. you can't normalize that. That's the first thing that you need to understand. You can't normalize talent. You can't normalize creativity. You have to, as a manager, find a way to work around that creativity, protect the person, try to have them integrated into a normal society, like converted commas, right? And it takes skill. I don't know where you get the skill. I don't know. I mean, for me, I've always seen that some of the greatest managers, number one, are people who are, who understand that they are not celebrities themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't be going after the same thing, right? I, I can't be going for the same interviews as you talking about music and, and all of that stuff. If I'm going to an interview, I'm talking about the business of music, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's the first thing. The second thing is the person needs to really believe in that, in that, in that artist. You really, really, for me, for instance, with my relationship with Zintle, I want her to be great. Every single day I see an opportunity for her, I get excited because I want her to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's what I want for her. Yeah. I really believe in her. I really do love her. That is critical. I was at a revolt, a music conference last year in Miami and, uh, there was a panel around management and I remember listening to Puff Dave's manager and he was saying, listen, this is a family business, right? We spend that much time with each other. Our kids are growing up together. We have mm-hmm. Christmas dinners together. Right. That is how much time I need to spend with him to understand at any given point where his headspace is. It's not Mm. a nine to five. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's not a nine to five. You Mm. really, really need to buy into that person's vision and they need to buy into your capabilities to make that vision come to life. That's just on the emotional level. Then we get into the business. What does it take for someone to be managed? It Mm. cannot be done by one person. That's another thing that is just. It's crazy. That's like asking someone to, to run Ogilvy by themselves. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. No. It's you not. need different skills. This person needs to be represented in a specific way publicly. You need a PR person. You know, you mm. could have the skill as a manager, but your job as a manager is to find work. So you are in strategy if you are the manager. You need to look for opportunities. You need to craft a specific idea around this person. And I always look at it from a corporate perspective because I run a business myself, right? Mm. You need a booking agent. Someone's going to make sure that you're going out and you're gigging, right? And sometimes I've been looking and investigating the international scene, obviously, because I'm always paying attention to what they're doing. They've been in this, they've ran entertainment for such a long time. And there's so many different people that work around a brand. And we need to start understanding, also entertainers need to start understanding that there's a certain level of investment that goes into building a brand like like Rihanna from Mm -hmm. Rihanna. What's the biggest mistake that you think artists make at the beginning of their career or in in between their career when everything is going well and they feel like, you know what, I'm going to drop this manager, I'm going to drop this company and I feel like I'm going to do my own thing because I'm at a point where I can do my own thing. What do you think is actually the the their biggest problem when it comes to that, shifting from one person to another? I don't think there's anything wrong with growing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with changing management. I just don't believe that anyone can manage a brand by themselves. One of my clients is Lux, right? And I've been working on strategy for Lux since May. Mm. And it was the first time that I worked with a big FMCG like Unilever. And the processes are insane. 
right? Mm. Because everything has to be approved by so many people to the dot. That's what it takes to build BD, a big brand. BB. Do you know what I mean? BPs. That's what it takes to build a brand. That's what it takes to build a big brand. Artists need to understand that it takes more than one person. It takes more than your friend or your brother or your sister. It takes a group of people with different skills to come together, believe in your brand, believe in the message that they're crafting, and then make that happen. I said so many times people dropping uh, managers and moving to the next manager. And half the time, yes, some the, the expectation is too much. Mm. You can't expect me to sit in front of my laptop and manage promoter calls. Mm. Go out and find your work. Build strategies around your brand. That is, it's not possible. I think we need to quickly get to a point, and I see it happening a lot with hip hop artists, where you have a team and everyone's role is specific. Yeah. There isn't a lot of money in our entertainment industry as much as the American entertainment industry. So what you'll find often is people duplicate roles like this, uh, not duplicate, some one person will do two roles. Yeah. Which I think is, is, is fine. You know, we see it happening in agencies. I mean, I'm a small agency, mm. so you'll find that I'm playing more than one role at any given point because brands don't have enough money for me to have enough people who are experts in a specific field to then work on those things. I'm very business minded in, 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 in even how I work with talent because I don't only work with personalities. I also work with brands and I've seen what it takes to make a dove happen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we use similar strategies. We use similar techniques with personal brands and the challenge is often talent doesn't understand the business part of things. No, they don't. They yeah. don't understand it. That's why I always feel it is important. That's why I did uh, the Pink Revolution conference. Mm-hmm. I think the ah. understanding of the business part of music is so critical in growing a sustainable entertainment industry, not only in South Africa, but in Africa. If you're not into music and the music business side of everything, what else would you be doing? Me? Yeah, you. Jeez, I love <laughs> brands. I love marketing. I love brands. I don't see myself doing anything outside of this. Literally, I've redefined my business to be a PR and brand agency because that's what we do. We use eventing as a platform to create touch points for brands that we already work with, right? So we're not an events agency, but eventing is an extension of our business because we want to make brands live. And the best place to make brands live is digitally and physical Mm. platforms like eventing. So I'm obsessed with brands, whether it is Cliff Central, whether it is Miss Prue, I always look at things like, how do I make people believe something out of you mm, as prudence, mm. right? I love perception. I think even when I uh, go and buy stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like, why did I end up buying this? And I'm always analyzing stuff and going back. I mean, I've looked at the Dove story and I think it's so amazing how they are clear about their messaging mm-hmm. and they're clear about how they want people to feel. Because that's another thing for me. This is passion. You know, I want to change the world through driving perception because I think when people start believing that things are possible for them, they start thinking differently. So true. Do you know what I mean? So I love branding. I love working in this space because it allows me to shape so many messages and really affect change. You are the co-founder of Fuse Academy. Yeah. The founder of Edits Communication. You've traveled the world. I still intend to. Exactly. You work so hard. How do you balance your life? Between your work and what being a wife, being a friend, being a mother? You know, I, I think one of the biggest challenges for 
anybody, and I think especially women, is balance, mm-hmm. right? And I think men struggle from the same thing, but they don't pay attention to it much because there isn't enough scrutiny around men being home as much as there is with women, mm-hmm. right? I've I've learned to forgive myself. Very good. Mm. I've learned to forgive myself. Have I to. have two kids and I'm a wife and I'm an impossible wife, I think, because <laughs> my husband is so traditional. Literally, he was saying to me the other day, I didn't get what I paid for. <laughs> right? That so Labola was a ripper. Was like, no, this is not what I, I, I paid for. But um, I have a, a great support system. My husband is amazing. I have amazing people around me. It's very, very important to me that the people around me are carefully selected. I don't mm-hmm. let anyone into. I have like that inner circle. You know the movie. What was that movie where they had like the the circle of trust and there was a there was someone standing outside. I can't quite remember. It was a uh. comedy, but I'm very selective about who I I I let into my circle of trust. Mm-hmm. I I hang around people who believe in things that I want to do before I more than I believe in them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have plans and I share them and I have doubts at times. Right. Like maybe it's a second, but it happens. It happens, yeah. And quickly, I can make a phone call and say, you know what, I'm thinking of doing this. And then people around me are are always clear about where I want to go. So they're always able to say, but that is different from what you were talking about or or how you want to play this out. So balance is, um, geez, it's a tough one, I think, for everybody. But Mm. I think people need to learn to forgive themselves and trust in their journey. I'm good with making mistakes. Right. I, I also think I think it is. Um, I must be honest. Have, uh, having now that I'm s- six and a half weeks away from this child coming into the world, it's my first one, oh. and I work in a very similar space to you with the brands and you know the experiential marketing. I mean, right now I've I've literally got three stands going up at Santon yeah. Convention Center, and yeah. I'm not there. But what this baby is doing, which is so wonderful about how our minds work is that balance I've realized is also a choice. And when I was entering this new season of, of being pregnant and literally there is nothing I can do, but listen to what this child's telling me to do. Mm, And that is hard for people. um, Perhaps like you and I who are in an industry that constantly forwards forces that track that fast track momentum you don't Mm -hmm. and so what it has taught me is that exactly what you're saying around the circle of trust and especially for you Mm -hmm. is that your choice of people and your choice of where you decide to spend your time is vital it's Mm -hmm. critical because that is that is where you just, I mean, think about it when you get home, Nomdeni. Some nights, say you're working on strat until... Yesterday. Ha- ha- Can we talk about <laughs> okay. yesterday? Okay. I got home, I think, at nine, and I had to start cooking. Yeah, no. Wow, right? What, mm. what? You see, now, I can't... For me, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But then to have somebody then either email me or phone me or WhatsApp me who actually... If I were to engage or to spend time with that human being would just sap me, I'd be like, I can't do this. And that's what I love. That's what I love about when you get to this point of it's not a selfish thing. And I think this is what's wrong with women, particularly men, not so much because men are quite good at it. Mm. They can be like, Mm, nah, that doesn't suit me. I'm, no, nah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I see mm. where you, I know you're going. Yeah, whereas I women, know where you're uh, going. yeah, whereas women are like, oh, I can't say no. Like, uh, how selfish would I seem? No. I've why learned. do you think, you know what I read the other day and you'll love this. I read, they said, why do you think 
even if you have a baby on an aeroplane with you, the flight attendants say, put your own oxygen mask on first. first. And then the babies. Because there is no ways on this world you can even be a fiftieth of a mother that you're supposed to be to those two children if you're not okay. That's true. Mm. And not enough people in this country get it. And that's what Ms. Pruna, that's what our mission is here. Yeah. So if you, if you're listening to Nomdeni and you're in a place of, you, you're trying to figure out where you're going or you're, you're on a, on a track and you're not sure what, how to pursue that track, engage with us guys. We, we are honestly, we get such awesome people in here for you to tap into. We'll, we'll have the podcast of Nomdeni up later. And also we are on Rookies Rockstars on Twitter at Cliff Central, you know, on, on us, on the site, you can go and download our podcast later. But we just want to encourage you, like when you hear people like Nomdeni chatting with us now, be encouraged that you will be fine, but you also need to start to become a little bit more self-aware than what you perhaps are, because that's where it starts. And if you look into the mirror and you accept certain parts about who you are, what you're doing, and then as Nomdeni says, forgive yourself, you are just, it's just baby steps. We had Suzanne Haynes, one of the South African designers in with mm-hmm. us, and I still remember her saying to us three when she was here, do you remember Ms. Bruce? She mm-hmm. said, baby steps, forward steps. She yeah. just said, I think, woman, we think we need to climb the yeah. mountain in one yeah. day. Yeah. No. Get your goat, go to Peru, mm-hmm. and just start at the bottom. Just start walking. Yeah. Just start walking. It's those little steps. Absolutely. Um, I'm really, man, I just li- think life is for living. That's all that it is. That's all there is. I was saying to these kids at Fuse Academy, the, the sooner you learn that, Life is not going to be this amazing perfection and mm. life is everything. Life is the downs, the ups, all mm. of the moments. That is life. And the sooner you understand that that's what's going to happen and you accept it, you just start moving mm. because then nothing becomes a, oh my gosh, that just happened. You mm. know, I, I want to teach my kids that every moment is as it should be. You know, you accept it for what it is. You learn the lesson. You keep moving. People get bogged down in moments. I was having a conversation with this guy the other day and I said, do you know how many people are stuck in moments? Oh, mm, so many. People yeah. are not living. Yeah. They're stuck in moments. I'm stuck at that rape that happened. That's that's where my life ended. Every other day I wake up and I'm just a zombie. Thinking about, mm. I'm st- people are stuck in moments. But if you realize that that is a moment, you mm. move to the next one and you move to the next one. That is life. And sometimes it's painful. It sometimes is. it's hard, but you take it in and you keep moving. You know, exactly. pain is part of life. There is no other world where pain sits by itself and then it pops in and then it, it, it leaves. It is part of life. It's everywhere. You and know? have you been in Joburg th- your whole career? I haven't. I Are grew up fr- in a small, small town in Natal called Newcastle. Oh, beautiful. I came to Joburg in 2001. So actually, Zulu? To study. I'm absolutely Zulu. Yay, I'm proud. for the Zulus. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Zulu. I'm proud. I'm, I'm obsessed with Zulu people. Like the minute someone speaks Zulu to me, you probably get a lot out of me than other people. Yay, for the Zulus. <laughs> I'm totally obsessed. And we're from Durban, so it's, it's oh, I, I battle it? with like this... The way they speak. So, so I'm sitting here all alone from the south of Japan. That's why you're on the other side exactly. of the table. Exactly. So now As it, it makes should sense. be. Yeah. Now it makes total sense. Now I'm from a small town in Natal where literally I, I always put perspective to people. I'm like, the first time I was at a movie theater was when I was in grade 11. <gasps> wow. That's how small our town is. Mm. So sometimes I do have moments when I look back and I'm like, if, if that, if all of this could happen for me, mm then it can happen for anyone. 
it can literally happen Absolutely. for anyone. Well, we've, unfortunately, it's so weird how, I mean, can you believe how the time has gone? It's yeah. absolutely crazy, but thank you so much. I mean, I, it's, it's so encouraging to see that the skill set still exists in South Africa. So we are, it's, it always, whenever we have people like you come and chat to us, it's, it really is. It is such an encouragement because our country needs it. And our country needs people who are still focused on fostering mm. s- skill sets yeah. and talent and, you know, growing your own business and remaining positive because yeah. I don't care about all the other shit that's going on really. I yeah. don't actually care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not me caring and me sharing it on Facebook and me, ho- it's it, what am I going to, am I going to mm. get the 250 million rand back? Mm. Mm. No, you are. Please. Exactly. No, so, I mean, I'm so, I'm so, such a privilege to have met you and, and keep Thank going you. and rock the FMCG world. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> of it. I'm, I'm a sucker for a challenge. So, uh, yeah, my, I used to sleep at midnight. Now I sleep at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I just want to say in, in just the last thing that I have to say is, you know, a, a good life is a decision. Mm. You know, it's a series of decisions that you make every day. It's those small steps mm. that eventually become a, 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 a reflection of everything that's happening. You're like, hell, hell, I have a good life. You know, yeah. I'm really, really excited about being African right now and being in Africa. There's so many opportunities that still exist for us because we're not in America and Everything hasn't been done yet, you know, mm-hmm. but even for Americans, there's so much happening. You can imagine for us what the opportunities are like. So I'm really, really excited to be in the branding and entertainment space in Africa because watch out five years from now, <laughs> there's going to be so much that's happened. I'm sure. Thank you so much for joining us. Nomdeni. Thank you for inviting Nomdeni me. Nomdeni is one of those people that actually kept me going when I was like trying to find my space and where I am right now. Yeah. So I had to bring her here so that she can explain a whole lot of what she explained right now. Um, decisions and Wonderful. everything. You know, like she's really, really a powerful woman and I'm glad that you came. I'm trying to make me and, cry. And, no, <laughs> don't cry now. No, I won't. And yeah, yeah, and we just want to thank Silly you for coming woman don't cry. Oh, you should see me. <laughs> I'm like crazy crier. All right then. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Clipcentral.com. Welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars. Thank you so much for having joined us. What an exciting, encouraging first part to us being here on this Wednesday. It's just, isn't it awesome, Ms. Prue, to know that so those awesome. people are there? Hey? It is so awesome. Doing what you know, doing. you know, sometimes people start the companies from scratch and from that, f- for their journey, for us to see actually their journeys from where they were to where they are right now is actually quite amazing. And it's very encouraging to have people like Nondin to come in studio and to share their experiences with us. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually just so, so cool. So thank you again to Nomdeni for having joined us here. And as part of the, you know, we, we kind of veer into something slightly more, not intense, but but a little bit more hearty because it's really, you know, life's a blend. Life's a blend of the glamour as well as the the not, not, not so glamorous. But we want to encourage you to not only be steering yourself in the right direction and getting to where you need to be, but also – if there's any way you can give back to give back. Mm. And one of the stories that we were uh, reading about and that really I think is so awesome of, of a South African corporate who are getting involved with, with our, with our country and with the youth, because 
we've been driving quite a bit about around youth lately, but it's because, you know, my Diba, he was so adamant about the youth and he's so right. Mm. And it all starts with them. And if the youth aren't going to be okay, our country's not going to be okay. So we, we are actually, the, the stats, this is how we got to the point of, being involved with the event that's literally happening right now live. Mm. The, the stats are saying that South Africa still has over 3.1 million pupils who are without the fundamental necessity of a school desk. And in lieu of Nelson Mandela month, Marsh Africa are donating 590 desk bags to a primary school. And I know it's, it's, it's a desk bag, but really guys, I don't think we realize how much we have. And how mm. much other people don't have. So it's just so awesome to know that corporates are still giving back and doing things that are not just for their own revenue streams and not just to be climbing onto that JSC or mm. to be, you know, increasing their revenues between fiscals. So They're actually doing stuff for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. And, and especially with the youth. I'm so mm. passionate about the youth and especially after chatting last week to Leanne around children not even knowing their rights, things mm. like that. So, We are, they're actually, as we speak, busy handing these little bags over to these kids. So we're hoping that technology is on our side today. So, you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not, yeah. We're just going to cross over and chat to the managing director of Marsh Africa. And I'm terribly sorry if I pronounce this name wrong, but it's definitely not my nationality. But Spiros Futoros, are you there? I'm here. Good morning, Jade. Good morning, Prue. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How how well did I say that? And um, not too bad, not too bad, but close enough. I've had many years of it being mispronounced. <laughs> you so can I'm say it, say it. It's Spiro Futuros. Oh, Spiro, Spiro Futuros. Silent S. <laughs> Spiro Futuros. Okay, my bad. I was close. I got about a seven and a half out of ten, right? <laughs> Most impressive. <laughs> so welcome to you, and thank you for your time. I know that you are a very, very busy man. No, thank you for the opportunity. I think, you know, um, Spiro, we've been chatting around this youth, sec- youth sector, youth challenges, all the areas of youth in this country that are really so starved of anything. And so what was it that made um, Marsh and you and your team decide that youth would be an area that you would invest revenue and your CSI profiling into? No, thank you. I mean, I think Marsh as a business, you know, we've had a long history of of service and support to the communities in which the organization operates and really where our employees live and work. So, you know, the main, one of the main areas of our corporate social responsibility program is really the, the program we've launched, which is a booster school program. So we've taken a longer term commitment to education and to the youth. And as you so rightly said in the beginning, you know, the, the youth are the key to the country, they are going to be what's going to drive our future forward. So the Booster School program, we've really adopted four schools countrywide. We provide a lot of um, innovation and support to the schools. So, you know, we'll help with youth youth leadership and activation. We'll do some support to the teachers and show them how to um, treat um, some of the children from resiliency and, you know, get involved with the parents, try to give career guidance and really try to build you know, cohesion through the schools and ultimately through the communities to make sure they're set for their future. Does your project run throughout this month only or throughout the year? No, no. So what we've done specifically for today's event, so you might be hearing... That's so cute, man. 
So, so today we're sitting at the Sefi King Primary School, which is based in the Leocop Prison Grounds. Uh, we're mm. having a bit of a function where, as you've mentioned, we're handing over 590 desk bags. And that's really continuing what we've done for Nelson Mandela Month. But our Booster School program runs, um, runs a, it's a continuous program. And really today was just a special event that we, you know, partnered with the Lion Rugby Union. So they're here as well. We've got some of the Lions players busy wow. in a rugby clinic with the kids. Uh, so they've just I? finished their, their first session. So they're coming back now. They're going to go have a bit of cool drink, have a bit of burrowbos, you know, have a bit of fun. So, the, so their day ended. Um, so they're really enjoying it. So apologies for the noise. Oh, we love it. No, we absolutely love the noise. I can just imagine the kids running up and down, just no, getting so, that gift. It's actually no, quite so, an amazing. Yeah. So they're having a great day. So, so today was just really... You know, just the culmination of what we've done for, for Mandela Day. And as you've mentioned, you know, the education minister has highlighted that, you know, there's 3.1 million pupils that don't really have you mm. know, the, the necessity of a school desk. Mm. And if you think about that, you know, imagine trying to, you know, force to kneel on the ground or work in makeshift desks during the day. You know, I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, you know, mm. the education could get hampered. And, you know, it's, it's really trying to build them up for the future. So, the desk bags, I don't know if you know much about them. They're quite an innovative and viable solution. You know, it's really, um, they're made from recycled vinyl and it functions as a. Oh, as a is, was that one of those the, products the that were made from like, like old billboard materials? Correct, correct. Oh, right. amazing. Oh, so I, re- I remember seeing, I think they've actually, they've got one of those stores in Dalstrom and. Yes, and there's actually, um, there's a whole lot of stuff that they've made from this PVC, from vinyl, from all these materials. And that's, so have you guys had a local community? Did you buy it as a raw substance and then have a local community make it? Or did you buy them ready made? No, I think we bought them ready made. I mean, there's a company that's called, that, you know, obviously makes these products and we've partnered with them um, and really delivered, you know, the, the bags to the, to the students today. So they obviously know that as a business, you know, they, they, um, you know, they try to get out the solutions and try to get out their product to, to classrooms and to the youth. But are we glad as Marsh Africa that we can assist and help and really, you know, really help them get their innovative product out to where it's needed? And then, um, Spiro, in terms of the, the schools that, cause obviously there's a, there's a whole variety of schools that you guys are helping and assisting with all these things. Have you chosen, did, did you choose that based on, on demographics or geography or age? How, how have you, uh, as, a, went, as a company I mean, about, chosen? Like, as I mentioned, there's really the four schools we've picked. We've tried to go, you know, across the country. So we've got a school in Alexandra. We've got a school in the Western Cape. We've got one in the Midlands. So we kind of try to diversify it based oh, on stunning. geography. Even the Midlands. That's impressive. Very. Mm. Where, what's little schools that? Do you know offhand? I don't know offhand. Sorry. I don't oh, know no, 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 no. Wow. That's amazing. So it is quite, it's national and widespread. I mean, you guys are trying to get to, to as reach many out. as you can. Mm. Yeah, we're trying to reach out. I mean, as a, as a company, we're obviously national. So we try, you know, get our local officers involved. Get into the ground, um, you know, and help where they can. So, you know, we're trying to do, you know, a long-term commitment to education in the country. That's so awesome. I, th- I think it's such an amazing initiative because there are so, so many students without desks. Um, they're, they're, they're studying on their lap, on their laps and they just, um, and this is just, it's just a good initiative for, for the kids. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, Spiro, thank you so much for your time and for, for chatting with us. We, 
This is very close to our hearts on Rookies and Rockstars. We believe that South Africa's got a lot more positive stuff going on than negative. It's just obviously people that naturally thrive off the negative. So it's so encouraging and great to see that corporates are, are actually really still doing stuff on the ground that is giving back to our country and building our youth up. So thank you to Marsh and to you and your teams that are out there and to the uh, Lions rugby players for also giving up their time. And thank you. Here come some kids. Let me get them to say hello. Say hello, guys. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. So cute. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, you see, this is what this country should be about. Thank you so Mm. much for doing what you guys are doing there. We'll definitely stay in touch and, and keep up with the booster the booster program as well and um, if there's any way we know anybody else who can get involved we will certainly send them your way but thank you to you and your organization and your teams for doing what you're doing it's so great uh, thank you so much and thank you for promoting it and yeah we we're great to help we're glad to help and as you said it's, it's what sets the country's future Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Spiro. Have a great time there and uh, don't get too dirty in the sandpit. <laughs> I think I'm going to go play some rugby now with the Lions. So Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, you see, isn't that just so flippin' cool on a Wednesday and you're sitting at your desk and you're listening to us and it's just so great to know that there's people doing good in this country despite everything that's youth. bad. For the youth. The yeah. most important people right now in our, in our country. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say don't help adults. <laughs> I just think that a 65-year-old, although my heart is for old people and I'm happy to look after them if you need, if you need me to, mm. but I just think there's such hope. It's hope that, it the, little, that the little Lees, I mean, listen to those little voices, Miss Prue. Just a, it just reminded me, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at one of the NYDA initiatives where they were giving people young kids actually an opportunity to start their own businesses so wow. they go into different very rural areas <laughs> rural <laughs> i'll say that areas and they and they just help these people to find a different perspective about life and they give them the the necessary equipment to start their own businesses so it's actually these initiatives are really really good initiatives and i think we should actually have one of the people from the nyda to tell us more about the initiatives that they do when it comes to the youth it is so so amazing the lives that they touch the people that they come across it is absolutely amazing yeah and i think what you need to remember one of the reasons why we continually bring people here for you to listen to and to engage with is because that's what life should be about. The balance that Numdeni was just chatting around and if you did listen to her, it's it really is about balance and you can't be in this country as a taker mm-hmm. because then we, we, we can't expect growth and we can't expect healing. So don't be a taker and even if you once a month, if you can sp- Look in your cupboards and give old books to hospice or. Exactly. You, I think people are so bogged down with thinking that charity work's gonna take up all their time and mm. it's really not guys. Like if you listen to half the people that have ever been on with us that are, are doing good in the community, it's, it's little, little things that make a difference. Exactly. And if there's 50 of you, who can do something small, those small little 50 things eventually make a massive thing and one little child or one adult gets a blanket or one child gets an mm. extra book. And I'm sure there's so many of us that have clothes that we don't even wear, clothes that don't fit <sighs> because we've gained so much weight or we've lost so much weight. So <laughs> it's we always about weight with you. Look, eh? I'm, I'm on a mission here and it's serious. So <laughs> 
<laughs> so have like, you stopped smoking? I have. I have. <gasps> well done. I have. Remember since the the people that came in from yes, yes, that was that was it for me. No way. I promise you. I'm I'm serious. I've got a waist trainer. I've got like I'm how hectic. long? How long have you been? What without smoking? Yeah, I think it's been. Two three months now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so That's I'm so going. good. Smoking so and like when I see man. another person smoking, I'm like, dude, you don't know how fresh it is to not be smoking. That's why your skin's back and glowy. It's glowing, <gasps> and I feel so good, and I can see? actually run five k's now properly without coughing. Oh, so that's good. Exactly. Just a exactly. little. Just a little interesting fact. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to go too much on the preggy. I've been quite good, admit. <laughs> I haven't spoken too much about the preggy situation, but. So they reckon that a baby sits inside your belly for like 40 weeks, and that's mm-hmm. your full term. And at 37 weeks, mm. is he only, although they come out before, I mean, pe- babies are prem all the time and they yeah. live. At 37, in that 36th week leading to, to the 37th 37. week, mm-hmm. only then are the little baby's lungs 100% de- developed. Wow. Yeah. So, I've so been, that's why when, when a child is born at seven months, they always keep them incubated for a while. Because they can't do it on their own. Their exactly. little lungs can't breathe. So I'm just asking little baby here, just to, <laughs> I don't Hold mind on. if he come out 37 onwards, then do what you like, but I just, yeah. I mean, he'll be fine if he's not, he's a bloody Viking. If he's not gonna <laughs> live, then we've got no hope, but my, yeah. My, my sister actually works as a, as a neonatal nurse. So I went to the hospital to go fetch her on Monday, yeah. Monday morning, and yeah. she showed me some small, small kid, like this, the part, the size of my hand. Oh. Not even. No, don't say that, man. I promise oh. you, the size of my hand, so so tiny, born at six months, and they're keeping her actually in the incubator till she's about um, eight months. They said so that her lungs can develop, her heart, everything else can develop properly. Shame. Six months is. A very early time for but a kid she'll to live. Born. She'll be okay. No, they do live. So just just remember, wherever you are, stay encouraged and 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 just know that it will all be okay. You will be fine, mm-hmm. and do whatever you can not to waste time. That's why I, I love chatting to people like Nomdeni and other guests that we've had because this life is for living, but it's also just be so careful about where you're spending your time, what you're doing with your time and choose the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, think about your, your soul and your heart as a garden and just make sure that you're planting the right people in your garden. Get rid of the weeds. Exactly. Put topsoil, put water, get all the, you know, just do what you can to stay, stay positive. There's so many good things happening in this country. Uh, we, we would love to hear from you. We, we're at the end of our show now, but next week, Wednesday, 10 to 11, we'll be back, us two doing life with you. And as we say, there are so many wonderful things going on, but just take care of yourself and be kind to yourself and do as much as you can just to be a positive South African. Because if mm. every single person can just be a little bit more positive and give just a little bit more, I promise you this country, it's, it will, it will heal and it will come, it will come right. Mm. So thank you for joining myself and Miss Prue. It's, it's been a wonderful Wednesday, encouraged by the little kiddies out there at that nursery school getting their chair bags and with the Lions rugby players and hearing from Nomdeni about what's going on from a branding and PR perspective. So thank you for joining us. Our podcast will be up later on cliffcentral.com and we will both also share it from our Facebook pages. So thank you. We're out on Rookies and Rockstars. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com.